Welcome to the Spooky Dookie Podcast, the only horror podcast for you social outcasts. Hosted by us, I'm Derek. I'm Mike. And we're back. It's 2020, guys. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. It's only uh, crazy because we got, like, new microphones, so we don't sound like shit anymore. Yeah, Merry Christmas to us. Yeah. So hopefully this is better for your listening pleasure. We sure hope so, because we spent... Yeah, you know, hundred dollars these hundreds these things trying to yeah. be official. I don't know how it sounds on a recording, but your mic sounds so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> those things were like recording on a potato. We can't even compare them. Like we went a whole year using those, which is fine because we were starting. But I'm glad that we moved up to these things. They sound like you sound so much better too. It sounds like cr- cr- crystal fucking clear. Good. All right. So last year. We normally don't do horror movies, but last year we seen a Netflix series brand new on the market by the name of You. Yeah. And uh, we enjoyed it so much that we had to talk about it on the podcast. So this is a new year and You Season 2 came out and it's time to review it. (laughs) I think that was like our third episode, too. I think we did... We did Funhouse Massacre for no, was that first? No, no, Circus Kane, Circus Kane, Circus Kane, Circus Kane, Bird Box maybe. I feel like Bird Box came out kind of later because I didn't want to edit that. (laughs) I can't remember our first couple. Was you like our third one? Uh, because it was new. Oh, we did Puka. I think that was number two. I'm trying to look up on our Spotify. Because you yes, can listen which, to us now on Spotify. Yeah, and all streaming platforms. Yeah, we're we're moving up in the world. Yeah, so uh, it's Circus Kane, Puka, Bandersnatch, Bird Box, then you. So it's episode five. Wow, it seems like it was that's crazy. Like we, we were pumping those out like really fast once we got yeah. the, <laughs> those microphones. And I hope hopefully we do that now too, because we have new microphones and we're excited again. But yes, it is time to review you season two, which I was very excited for. I think you were very excited for. Like I wasn't. What? Well, I mean, I really loved the first season, but I'm just like, they're not gonna live up to the first season because first season I watched the entire thing in one day. Yeah, so I went through mine pretty fast too. I, I uh, I don't like when things get second seasons. I don't. I, I like when things are just like, ha, ha, well, it it kind of left you guessing though the ending of if you know Beck is alive or not. So that kind right. of made me want to see if season two but yes i usually agree that i don't want to see another season like that was perfect i feel like that was perfect and this season two you know like can never live up to it and that's fine but i still i still wanted there was more there's more to know about joe i think it's good to have a season two on this one yeah 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 they Um, added a lot of layers and dynamics to this i don't even know where to start with this so joe and now runs into candace his ex which is at the end of last season, right. she shows up and is like, hey, you know, how you doing, Bunny? Because she calls him Bunny. They used to date. And he looks like he's going to shit his pants. And they leave him on a cliffhanger. And then Joe and her in the middle of a coffee place eating. And he's basically, like, shitting his pants. Like, what do you want from me? Because they finally, you finally find found out that Joe tried to kill her as well, but he wasn't successful. He tried to bury her alive because right. he got obsessed with her the way he did with Beck, and he accidentally, like, did he headbutt her or something? 
I I'm trying to think. Remember. She like got knocked unconscious in the woods after he like literally kidnapped her and like tried <laughs> to take her on a date. So Joe's always been like this. That's what we're finding out. That Joe is just he's obsessive and infatuates on someone, doesn't want to be left, and he'll do anything to keep them, even if it's I guess taking them for a ransom. Right. But um so because Candace is after him, he tries to go off the grid and go to the one city that she he would never go to that he hates. And he goes to L.A. And I don't even know where to start with this. He's starting a whole new identity because he's not – he doesn't want to be Joe Goldberg anymore. Right. He meets up with someone he met on Craigslist named Will Bettelheim. I think that was how to pronounce it. I think so. And he's trying to find out how to get a new identity, but it takes years and years and years to make it so foolproof. So, uh, Joe, right in the beginning, he, like he has an apartment. He met his landlord, Delilah, and her sister, uh, Ellie. Ellie. And, but Joe, within like the first episode, he's already just like, he's like, I'm going to change. I'm, I'm a different person <laughs> now. I'm not going to be like this anymore. I basically trying to conquer his own demons, which, you know, is very admirable. Good. You're not going to try to fucking kill anyone. But, uh, he brought the box with him. He brought the goddamn box and put it in a storage unit again. <laughs> if he thought he wasn't going to do that again, why would he build it? Uh, maybe because he knew he was going to put Will in there. Well, I don't think that was the initial plan. I think that he didn't want to wait the process of getting a new identity of 10 years because Candace is breathing down his neck. And he just realized, well, I guess I have to take his identity now to be safe. So she, he put Will Bettelheim in a box and keeps him captive the way he did with Beck. And the way that his, uh, I guess, adopted dad bookstore owner did to him. A lot of this season, you get to look through Joe's eyes of seeing his childhood and his trauma and why he does certain things. Why things are misconstrued of why Joe thinks they're okay. Because in Joe's mind, he rationales everything that he's still a good person. He's always fighting between good and bad. Which I, I respect that. I'm, I'm like that too. But... I don't really go to the lengths that he's going, but either way, he thinks that because he was locked in there, I guess subconsciously he could do that as well. Like he he didn't want to kill Will. He just wanted to keep him hostage until he finds out a way to have his own identity, I guess. I, I don't even know. I don't even know. If, I don't think Joe sometimes has a plan. I think he acts yeah, on Yeah, he didn't have a plan on it. He just outbursts. He just has an outburst and just puts him in. And unfortunately, Will's a very cool, weird guy. And he's like not that frightened by it. Well, I mean, at first he kind of was. But I, I mean, anyone, if they get locked in a box like that. But they start building a little mini friendship and trusting each other, which is, which is a nice dynamic that one time Joe tries to, you know, keep someone captive and they actually trust Joe. Right. It's a terrible idea to trust Joe. <laughs> uh, and then Joe, while he's keeping Will in the container, he goes to apply at a job at uh, what is the store called? It's Nirvana Backwards. Avra. What the? I don't know. I don't know how to say. It. Okay, he he. <laughs> fuck it. He um goes to apply to a store uh, that sells books and I guess like just juices and stuff like a hip like little local thing and he sees this girl and he's like no no i'm not gonna fixate on you no no i'm i'm i'm, an, I'm a different man but then the girl says something to him first and says does this peach look like a butt and joe's like god damn it you spoke to me first <laughs> and 
He's, he just tells her that woman, his name is, <laughs> this is my one problem. Well, not my one problem. One. Okay. <laughs> my main problem with the season is her name is Love. Yes. Come so on, confusing. Man. Not fuck confusing. It's corny as shit. Like, I get these were written. These are books. These are based off books. Oh, they so are. This is, yeah. Yeah. So there's actually, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> There's more than two. Let's put it this way. Wow. And um, so her name is Love. And he, she's like, yeah, I work here. And I guess she's like the one of the chefs there. She's, uh, yeah. And man, I don't even like I'm trying to just get past all this bullshit to get to the exciting part because it's all fucking boring. <laughs> this this setup is like so anticlimactic. But don't worry, it gets better. So Joe starts working there as with that woman. And he's and her brother, uh, Forty, which interesting name. I don't know why his name is that. Two spoiled rich kids they are, and they own all the. Uh, what, I, what the fuck is that, it. dude? What is the name of that store? It's gonna fuck me up. Nirvana uh, backwards. It's like Av. Uh, either way, they are uh, a big part of this season of. 40 gets attached to Joe. Like 40's a, a crazy drug addict and and a, and a, a drunk and he's had a the, everyone here has a tr- troubled childhood we learn throughout this season. So Abrin. Abrin okay, I was right. So I don't even know how to just I just don't even want to talk about this this minuscule bullshit of all this I like, mean, we can just up. get to like important plot points. Uh so yeah, uh, what's the name? Joe met love. Uh, you mean he, Will met love? Will met love. <laughs> yep. That gets confusing too. Right. Um, and he doesn't want to be like how he was with Beck. He wants to change, but it's hard because love likes Joe, and she's like, Joe's just like, I'm not ready. We can just be friends and. Love's not for that. She 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 wants to date again because her ex husband died. She is widowed. Um, he was deaf. We don't really know much about his death. Um, he was sick. Uh, he was detoxing for some reason. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, that, that that's their whole you know thing, and they eventually do start dating and. Uh, Forty and Love are also twins, by the way. Yep. Uh, Forty was Forty and uh, Joe's. I mean, Will start to like hit it off. Um, Will's not really a big fan of Forty. He thinks he's a douchebag. Dude, I hate that character so much. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I didn't like Forty at first, but like towards the end, I really like Forty. Nope. Even with the character development, he's still annoying <laughs> as fuck. He's a person I would never want to be in a room with under any circumstance ever. <laughs> um, uh, forty. He wrote a a screenplay that got some awards or some shit. I can't really remember. Yeah, it was based. Yeah. It was based on. It was called the Third Twin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, ever since then, he couldn't really get his creative juices flowing to. Uh, start that whole thing again um and he's trying to do it again and he's trying to reconnect with a famous comic by the name of henderson 
and uh, played by Crystalia. Yes, that guy. And Henderson is on. Uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> He's a Stevie motherfucker. Yes, yes, he is a what the kids call a pedophile. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Forty's trying to reconnect with Henderson. Also, uh, Delilah is trying to take down Henderson because when she was younger, she was, I guess, doing a story on Henderson or doing an interview with Henderson, and he slipped something in her drink, and while she was passed out, she he took pictures of her with her shirt off. I'm in does that under the impression what? that she was not a reporter back then because she is a reporter. She's a like a celebrity journalist or whatever. She was 17. She couldn't have been. Think about it. I mean, she could so, have been an inspiring one. Yes, inspiring one. Like yeah. her younger sister is with movie making, which is why Henderson gets wrapped up with her younger sister, Ellie, and nobody likes it. Will doesn't like it. Delilah doesn't like it. You're not supposed to. It's supposed to skeeve you out. But Ellie trusts Henderson for, you know, as a kid trusting an older kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? Mentor? Whatever. Yeah, mentor. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. <laughs> I was looking. So, I almost said protege. That's right. the other one. So, Will likes Ellie. Not like likes Ellie, but you know, Ellie's like the new. Uh, I don't want to say Pablo. I can't think of that little kid's name for season one. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Jorge. So <laughs> we're both, I guess, maybe bad. But either way, I think Joe has a a soft spot for children because he's so fucked up when he was a child. So he tries to protect them. I think right. that's a, a part of it. Yeah. So he sees little naive kids running around by themselves, unsupervised, with bad parental supervision because, you know, uh, she's just with her sister. And last season, that kid was just was with the mother and the dad, but the dad was abusive. So it was like the kid was alone, always sitting in the hallway. And Ellie is always sitting in the the um, apartment like courtyard. So they're just unsupervised and Joe feels bad for them as much as Joe, I guess you could say, is a. A bad person. He has some good in him. He's always trying to protect people as well. So he doesn't like that she's hanging around Henderson. Neither does Delilah because Delilah was a victim. But right. Ellie doesn't know that. And Will is a different person now. Well, Joe, Will, whatever. He's yeah. a different person now. The old Joe would just, you know, try to kill Henderson. But no, this Joe, he's trying to find evidence so that he can sneak, like, give that evidence to Delilah so Delilah can have enough evidence to write the article to take down Henderson. Yep. So, uh, Will being Will goes to a party? Yes, with Forty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How did he meet Henderson? Well, first he originally met Henderson because a whole subplot about a... uh, (laughs) About a hitman trying to kill, uh, or a loan shark trying to kill, uh, Will Joe or Will the actual Will. I guess we're gonna have to call Joe Joe because there is a real Will. Okay, Joe is back to being Joe. (laughs) So a loan shark tried to come for actual Will Bellheim, and Joe was like, What the fuck? Like, I'll get, I'll give him the money, and and that's it. But Will (laughs) lied to him. 
Yeah. And it wasn't just the he said it was only three thousand dollars. Yeah. It was, it was 10 like grand. it was ten grand. <laughs> so the loan shark cut off Joe's finger <laughs> and put it in a baggie with a smile on his face. And he's like, Yeah, it'll be fine. You can go to this doctor, blah blah blah, and he'll sew it right back on as soon as you give me the money. Right. And then um <clears throat> Joe goes through all these different hoops or whatever and uh, to get to 10 grand. And uh, Will tells Joe that he has a friend that's good for it to give him the 10 grand. And uh, at this point, Will is out of his mind because he didn't take his meds because he's been trapped in that box. So you really can't really trust what Will's saying because he's crazy at this point. Yeah. But Joe goes to this party and that's where he meets Henderson for the first time. And Henderson tells him, hey, yeah, just go to this certain surgeon and tell him you know me, you're friends with me, and he gives you a good deal. So that's how they first met. Um, but do, do I still talk about that plot about the fucking hitman? Who cares? I don't know. Okay. Joe ends up killing the hitman out of defense. Right. Out of defense. Yeah. yeah. He, he says that is the real Will Bettelheim. And he's like, if you can't get the money out of him, I, I, I don't care. And just goes, just tries to go to kill Joe. And Joe is is in his like uh, storage unit and just had a knife and like falls back and stabs him in the chest. So now Will, I mean Joe, sorry, whoo, has to has to now again get rid of a body. Which this this is a, this is a very graphic um, scene and a very graphic season. There's yes. a go ahead. So was love a pescatarian? I think she said that, yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah, I guess this is like a big thing. Cause, uh, so she's a pescatarian, and Joe's getting ready to cut up the body. Um, Love is busy, like, butchering meat, like pork chops or whatever, and they're cutting back and forth between Love cutting, like, raw meat and Joe chopping up this this man's body's, like, limbs and stuff. I thought it was pretty clever. But... uh. That- I watched an interview with um, with Penn. He said, "Like, yeah, that the the body was pretty realistic, and they actually suck real people's hairs to it. So ev- between every scene, he'd be having like real people's random hairs all over him. <laughs> Good practical effect, I guess, because that was a hairy guy, <laughs> and, hairy uh, Italian mobster. Yeah, he ended up putting the limbs inside of a meat grinder at um, the store that he works at. Yes, um." But, yeah, so that's what happened to the bodyguard or whatever. All right, so Joe needs to get to this party to get inside of Henderson's house. But the party requires a password. So Joe goes to a comedy club, meets a guy. Uh, Joe pretends to be a fan of the guy's work. The guy gets, he he likes Joe, so then he gives Joe the password, which was dicks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, great. You know, <laughs> it's dicks. So... Um, Joe going to the party, he's getting ready to put the password in and 40 comes out of nowhere and he was, and Joe's like, Oh, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm going to the party. And Joe's like, okay. And he just stares at 40 and Joe realized 40 doesn't even know the password to get in. He was just trying to get Joe to type in a password so he can get it in. Um, so, uh, Joe goes to the party, um, he looks around, can't really find anything. Forty gets really drunk, trying to pitch this idea. Henderson just uh, calls off the entire party, so he won't embarrass 
40 by just kicking him out. Yeah, I think the quote was, I'm old as fuck. I have to nut. I'm going to bed. Something like that. Because <laughs> I saw a lot of people like quoting it. <laughs> like, fuck you, young people. I'm old as fuck. I, ha- I, want, I-, I have to nut. I'm going to bed. Something like that. So good for you, Chris Salia. You made me laugh once in your life. <laughs> so um, Joe didn't find anything. Then I forgot who brought it up. Maybe it was 40 who said that Henderson had a uh, sex dungeon in the basement or whatever. Yeah. So Joe has to find another way to get back into Henderson's apartment so that he can uh, uh, do the thingy to uh, get, get the inside. Proof. Oh, yeah, get the proof. So he has to get Will to hack into the security system, Henderson's security system, so he can sneak inside the house or whatever. Um, when he goes to do that, Ellie comes over and um, Joe's hiding at this point and he sees Henderson slipping something inside of a uh, watermelon juice. Yeah, watermelon juice. It's just weird. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, he pours it in there or whatever. And I think Joe throws something. And it distracts the, uh, which one call it, Henderson. Yeah. And when Henderson walks away, Joe puts a way higher dosage inside of Henderson's drink. And so Henderson passes out, and Joe ties him up and tries to get a confession out of uh, Henderson. And um, I'm trying to think, how, the f- how did Henderson get untied? Or what the fuck? Well, here's some things that I think that we're missing. I think at first Joe gave. Delilah the envelope and it wasn't enough proof because he wasn't in it so Joe had to go oh, back into it yes he yeah, had to go yeah. back into it so he ties up um, Henderson to try to get a confession and he's like you're a sick fuck you're no better than me blah blah after at first Henderson starts apologizing if I did this to your girlfriend I'm so sorry like right. starts playing so Henderson rocks his chair back and forth and knocks himself free and then Joe chases him up the stairs, and Joe tries to stop him, sort of like Beck situation. And right. he falls down the stairs and knocks his head, and he kills him on By accident. accident. So two, <laughs> so far in this season, are either self-defense or on accident. And I mean, I feel like Joe is going to have to kill him anyway, because Joe accidentally took the mask off and showed his face. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Henderson's dead. Uh, falling down the stairs. Uh... Joe, when Joe was interrogating him, he was like cutting his wrist. So Joe just made the death look like a suicide. Um, but yeah, um, not before probably, the Roomba combine oh yeah. their blood together. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's know. good to see that Joe, as crafty as he can be, things will not work in his favor sometimes because it's so weird. Do you like Joe or do you not like Joe? I like Joe. I don't. A lot of people are obsessed with Joe and like a lot of girls I know are like, I wish some boy would pay attention to me as much as this guy. (laughs) He's literally insane. He's literally insane. What do you mean? He's going to. I like him more this season than. Well, yes, because you're, you're, you're learning about it's not always his fault and he's trying to do the good. But it always turns out bad, and he has a trauma. He has all this trauma that we're going to get into more. But 
no, I root against him a lot now because like I want I want him like if it comes down to Joe or Henderson, I guess I'll take Joe. But think about it. The way Henderson was talking to Joe saying you're no better. Think about it. A murderer and a pedophile. A murderer and a pedophile. They're both bad. Uh, uh, I'd rather be around a murderer than a pedophile. Yes, me too. But still, <laughs> it's literally the worst things you could do. It doesn't make him any better. He's still think about the bodies that are on Joe's. Like he killed the stepdad from last season. He killed Beck. He killed Henderson. He killed um, the the random uh, mobster. And I'm pretty sure he killed one more person that I can't remember. Uh, Candace's fucking was it Candace's ex boyfriend or was it Beck's like, ex boyfriend? That no, guy? no, it was like a oh no, it was um. I forgot who that guy. He was locked in the cage first, right? Yeah, yeah, that guy too. Yeah, but I was so he has of a, five. A he has five. What? Like he, uh, Candace had. Was it Can- somebody? Can- had a, Candace had like a talent agent or something that he pushed off a bridge or something. That too. Yeah, yeah. So he, we were at like six. We're, and we're <laughs> only at episode two in my mind right now of the season. <laughs> so we, Will has six. I think this show does a lot of. Things of so I think this does a lot of things. Supposed to make you think of like morals and stuff, and and even though Joe is trying to do right things, he's also doing wrong things. It just it tries to make you think that no matter what, you're still a bad person. Like we could skip ahead, and I could talk about how the guy who got framed for killing Beck literally said John Samos's character, who's Doctor Doctor. Whatever the doctor therapist at a sex right. affair, he basically said, "We're skipping ahead, sorry, but just to make a point, he's literally like, I'm a bad person. Even though I didn't kill Beck, I was cheating on my wife. I was doing this and that. I was not a good guy. I belong in here." They think they are really trying to push some sort of narrative about morality. Yeah. So either way, Henderson's dead now, and what does he do with him? Oh, so to make it look like a suicide, right. Ellie's all upset about it. Uh, Delilah can't do anything anymore towards the case, I guess, because she doesn't want to, because it looks bad now to yeah. go after a dead comedian. Uh, Joe and and Love are starting to get closer, which is this the main plot point, which we've been avoiding because Joe keeps getting into shenanigans because that's what yeah. Joe does. <laughs> so Joe is starting to get closer with Love, and J- Joe is like scared to get too close, and like he's letting his guard down a little bit. And I'm trying to think of what was the key plot point to that when they started getting close. I think we just got to just stop explaining this whole plot and just get into what happens. So Love and Joe broke up for a little bit because Love uh, found out that he was lying about his identity because Candace showed up to California and was dating 40. Right. And she's like, I can't believe you, whatever. And then Love got a private investigator to follow around Candace because she didn't trust Candace, but uh, she also did one on Joe, too, and found out, like, I guess, like, people just go missing around him. And she didn't care because, because, major plot point. Sorry, this is so messy, everyone. This is a very hard Everybody's seen this shit. Like, yeah. (laughs) You're not going to listen to this goddamn podcast if you didn't see you season two. Yeah. So... Love is also fucked up. <laughs> Love, when she was 13, 
and oh not third was I think they were both thirteen because of twins. Right, they yeah. had an how do you say that word? A pair or some shit? It's oh. a babysitter. It's a fancy word for babysitter because they're rich kids. <laughs> and the babysitter was nineteen and forty was thirteen, and they show a flashback of the babysitter pushing like weed on forty, like you know, making him smoke it, and then unzipping his pants. He's like, what are you doing? And for the whole season, you made they made you think that forty killed his babysitter out of some sort of love or something, right? But it was actually his sister came up, ran up and slit her throat, and forty passed out and woke up with a knife in his hand. So she killed. So love is very similar. She kills because she thinks that she's doing good. It's in defense. It's like. It's very similar to how Joe thinks, so she doesn't care that Joe is a mass murderer. So I guess we can just skip to, to the ending of this shit. We're now going for like episode two. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Joe finally gets his uh, his shit coming. Uh, Candace gets him locked in a cage in the cage, the box, because when he was blacked out, when he was trying to, him and Forty <laughs> became very close over the episodes it's 40 is really annoying and he was, won't leave him alone tries to build a script with him or whatever they have very bad codependency issues it's he's so annoying so <laughs> 40 laced his seltzer with um L- lsd, LSD. so he LSD has a whole is... night tripping <laughs> which i i get such anxiety when i watch people tripping in tv shows i don't like that i have such bad anxiety sis. so that episode was really hard to watch i hate watching people hallucinate even if it's fake Love so that. joe doesn't <laughs> joe doesn't know what's real doesn't he had blood on his hands he didn't know if, if it was real or not he's asking 40 if his hands are real and by the way he's locked in a room trying to get the script together because 40 made a bunch of his i guess like poker buddies who are russian mobsters keep them in there and if they leave they get shot <laughs> this show is absolutely bananas Duh. so joe doesn't know if he killed delilah or not because he found her dead in the box because he because delilah i don't know how she found the the box uh oh because um okay so you know when they has uh delilah and joe has sex and they went to jail or whatever, and she tried to get uh, her 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 sex buddy, her 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 benefit, yeah, to uh, bail her out. He was like, "No, nah, I ain't doing it." And he looked at him, looked at Joe, and he was like, "Oh, he looks familiar." He t- turns out Joe. He caught Joe when he Joe was leaving out of Henderson's place, so he looked into. He told he told Delilah all about this stuff about how he was leaving Henderson's place and. He had a pair of Henderson's headphones, and so the light of start piecing it all together. Like they had like flashbacks of like she just figuring the shit out, and so she sneaks into Joe's apartment and finds the keys to the uh, storage facility. Goes to the storage facility and runs into Joe because Joe uh, set up security system in his uh, house yeah. because Candace broke in before. So that's how she found the uh, the box because it was inside the storage facility. And Joe wanted to really let her free because Joe actually likes her as a person, yeah. like as a human. They bonded a lot, and he sympathizes with her. And then he woke up one day and and she was dead. And he's like, I didn't do this, no way. And he calls Will on Facetime. He's like, Dude, I wouldn't have done this. And he's like, I know, I know, Joe, you wouldn't do that, <laughs> like whatever. As he's in, he actually escaped and skipped to where was it, Manila or something? I don't remember. <laughs> so 
he's off the grid again because that's what all what will want to do he's not a part of like things it's just funny that he's living a life on the other side of the world still being friends with joe who put him in a box right because i guess he sees that joe is a good person some people see the good in joe like even candace said it when when she was trying to explain it to love she tried to explain that joe's double identity and she she just wouldn't believe it. she's like what is it with joe fucking goldberg why does everybody love this guy so much it, it does make you think like he's such a crazy person that crazy people can be really charismatic and manipulative manipulative bleh. so dude there's so much this season to unpack that's why like i could i get the vibe that you didn't like it and i i'm gonna fight you on it no no i didn't i didn't not like it I, I don't know. I got I got the vibe in the beginning that you weren't feeling it. There's so many layers to this. Now, I'll get into why I don't like the ending, but I liked everything else. So let's wrap this one up, buddy. Let's see. How do we put this into – so Love finds Joe locked in the box, and Joe always says he, – he always keeps an extra key underneath the desk. So they could have always escaped if they searched hard enough. Right. But Joe feels like he should be punished for his crimes finally. And then I was starting to like him. He drops the key out of the box, and you know who picks it up? Love. And he's like, what are you doing? Where's Candace? Like, and Love killed Candace. And yes. she, she said, because she was going to take you away from me. Right. So it find, you find out that Love and Joe are the same type of motherfucking crazy. <laughs> and that scares Joe. So Joe, who's always looking for the one, now has to live his life with somebody that he's that he doesn't love. That's the ending of this stupid. But why does he have to live his life with her? Because she's protecting him. Because the Quinn family, which is very rich and powerful, which apparently owns the. I mean, but what else? It's a big important plot point why he's taken with her. Yeah, the baby. Yes. Okay. Because he was about to murder her. He was about to murder love in the cage, and and. He, she's like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I feel like they had a lot of good swerves in this. And that was a big one. And especially because, like, I can't believe they're together after Joe literally tried to kill her. That's how crazy they are. <laughs> so Joe is like, oh, I guess I have to be a father now. Well, okay. So love and her powerful connections with their parents frame everything that, like, it was, I don't even know. How they got out of that one? I still, I'm still confused. Yeah, I don't know either. Did they, ever, did they explain it? I think so. I think we're just stupid. It's too much going on. Yeah. And Joe ends up free. They moved to somewhere in the mid- Midwest. I don't think they say where. And Joe was just chilling, living a normal life like he always wanted to, with a wife. And he's still unhappy. <laughs> I mean, this stupid, this stupid. What? That's it. Would you be happy? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> he literally, after everything he went through, this motherfucker to find the one. He found the one, but he's unhappy with the with his his version of love is warped. That he doesn't understand what real love is. That he thinks infatuation is love, and there's always a better love. So he is has a kid with this person named Love now, has a family, they have money, they have a perfect life. Like he's sitting in the backyard drinking uh lemonade, reading a book, and what he does, and this is what pissed me off, he goes up to the fence and he's like, That's when I met you, and the season ended. He's already going to stalk someone else he's infatuated with. This guy is never going to be happy, and that pisses me off. That because I really didn't want there to be a third season. 
And there's going to be. I watched an interview with the third season. Yeah. And besides that, this season was very good. Very – a lot of different plot points that were maybe unneeded, but they, they, they gave a lot of drama that was – I guess interesting. It, this show seems more like a like a Pretty Little Liars or Gossip Girl, which apparently he was on. This is turning <laughs> to turn into one of those shows. Yeah, and that's what yeah. I'm not liking about it. Because if this gets a, a season three, we're now getting into mobster territory where the parents, if he goes against the parents and the daughter, he's going to be running for his life again. You know what I mean? He's stuck. Yeah. He's trapped. He says that he's in a metaphorical cage anyway. He he was going to be in one if he was in jail or he's with her. That's crazy. It's it's good writing, but I really just wish that they I don't want to watch him stalk someone again. Do you think they pinned the, the murders on a uh, 40? Pro- probably, which is pretty yeah. fucked up that she did that to her very close twin who yeah. had trauma. <laughs> All and then a, a thing that we forgot to explain, there's a lot of flashbacks about his childhood. Oh, Joe yeah. killed oh. his father. <laughs> Joe killed his father. That was his first ever kill out of self-defense. Well, it's not self for his mom. His mom right. was getting beat. He was and protecting he, her. He saw he protecting where a gun himself. was in a closet, and he shot the motherfucker. And then that's when Joe's life went upside down like he's Will Smith. And he had to be put in a foster care because his mom wasn't suited for him. And his mom was his everything. His mom taught him love and whatever. And to his childhood was so warped that Joe thinks – all these things about love is just – I don't even know how to explain how he sees love. Like, I Love think the character or love the verb? No, not the person. Oh. The, actual, <laughs> the actual word because they should not fucking yeah, – I no. get it. The irony. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Irony. But like, no, it's confusing and stupid. Don't do that. Whatever. It's not my book. I didn't write it. <laughs> so apparently there's two more books Be uh being released so there's going to be a third and fourth season and you know we're going to watch it i mean we have no choice at this point we're too far deep but i don't want it to get into mobster territory i don't know i feel like i feel like next season will be pretty good maybe it's always fun watching joe of his warped rationale try to explain why he killed somebody but now i'm kind of like yo get your dues already he said in an interview, he thinks that he should be killed. <laughs> he thinks that that's what he deserves at this point, and that's how the series should end, with him being killed. And he almost did. They all. I knew he wasn't going to die. One of the right. plot twists I did see coming. Forty, finally, the stupid person, fu- the stupidest person on earth in this entire world, finds out that Joe is Joe, and doesn't like that he's around his sister, and he points a gun to his head. But what do you know? Who pops in? The officer fuck buddy and shoots forty and kills him, which, I, I mean, you saw coming, I saw coming, whatever. So that's how forty dies. And Joe literally had so many chances of being either killed or being locked away, and they always keep him out. And I think that's what's bothering me. I want him to be. Everyone roots for him. I'm not rooting for Joe. I want him to be in prison or I want him to be dead. So that's why I'm going to continue to keep watching because I want him to get what he deserves because some of those deaths were not ra- – like he rationales everything. But Beck – are you serious? Beck shouldn't have been killed. I mean she cheated on him. She was cheating on him the whole time. Well, but you should die for that? It's disgusting. Yeah. But you should die for that. Okay, Derek. That's that's. I would be scared to be your girlfriend. <laughs> no. Don't cheat. It won't be a problem. That's a terrible thing. No, that's not a 
appropriate way. He's emotionally disturbed, and that's not an appropriate way you deal with that. You cry, you go to therapy, you curse them out, you do something, but you don't strangle them to death. Beck's death was not, you can't, I can't, no. So that's why I don't think that Joe, and also he tried to kill Candace when he tried to leave. Like, no, Joe is actually a killer. Joe, 80% of the time, kills for a good reason, like he's some sort of vigilante. Good for you, Joe. But there's 20% where you're actually can't control your emotions, and you're literally trying to kill people who are trying to get away from you because you're fucking nuts. And it makes me think, like, are they trying to have a social commentary about mental health? Because this could go into just, like, his trauma makes him into a killer, which you don't – I don't want to, like – like – give them an excuse or whatever, but is that what they're trying to say? Like serial killers and murderers get born through their childhood and whatnot. I don't know. Either way, I don't think that Joe is as good as a person as people to people to fetishize him, which even the actor Penn is saying, why does people like Joe so much? Why do you like Joe so much? I don't know. He's funny. He's funny. He is funny, so that means that he should survive and kill more people. I don't say people. he's survive. I mean, it's just... I just look at the show as entertainment. I don't really think that deep into it. <laughs> I mean, it's. I, I understand why you're looking at it as a fun thing. You want to watch the crazy guy get into scenarios, haha. But I look at it in, in a real-life scenario because this is something that could happen in real life. So I see it as something that I should judge off, like... If this happened to someone I knew, what would I think of them? Like, you shame them for... Would you shame them for all the murders, or do you shame them for none? They're trying to test us if see if Joe is a good person or not. I'm on the bad side. You're, you're I guess, on the good side. I guess that's what they want. I don't know. I'm on the I don't care side. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know you're still with Joe. I could tell, and that's fine, because I'm in the minority. I mean, I'm... I don't think it's. I don't know. I don't think it's that deep to me. I don't. I don't really. I'm not for or against it. I'm just like, just don't let the show get bad. <laughs> but okay. But can I look? Can you look at it from another angle where you're not just being that? Make make it into real life scenario. It's not just a show right now. Let's let's pretend it's not a show. It's a person. Uh-huh. Joe Goldberg is a person in the media. He's alive. He's uh-huh. he's a, he's. He's a celebrity or something, or what would you think of it? He's a menace to society. Yeah, he is. It's a serial killer. (laughs) Yes. And just because all of them had some sort of warped rationale doesn't make him, he needs help. That's what he needs. Maybe I don't want him to die. I want him to have help because I believe in. He almost is getting it. Like when he had the uh, shack hammer, not so or acupuncture. Yeah, and they broke him into saying yeah. stuff about his childhood, and he started crying. Yeah, he had the breakthrough where he said that he's all he needs. But does he really believe that? Joe is still codependent on his mother's love, which he'll never get back, which they never explain where she is anymore. They will. Yeah, season. they will. <laughs> I, I don't even know where they go with season three. He's I know gonna exactly watch. where they're going to go. What? The best part about season one is he was was when he was fighting crazy it was crazy against crazy when he was um going against page so i feel like that's just going to be the entire third season is him versus love yeah what an interesting wild ride it's it's amazing that a show that was in a book that was based for like middle-aged women has us hooked 
That's amazing to me, and I, I love it. I don't think the next season's going to keep me captivated. I feel like at the end of the next season, I'm gonna something bad's going to happen to make me just like, yeah, I'm done with this show. Like, something just off the wall is going to happen that makes absolutely no sense. I feel like that's going to happen. Uh, oh, that's what they call in the show business as uh, jumping, jumping the shark. The shark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to jump the shark. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I do want to see how he does interact with a child because as much as he is a shithead, he would be a good father because he has sympathy for children. Right. So how is that going to skew his decision? You know how he always has the narration in his head? He's going to now say like... Who says he's going to have a kid? So you're saying it could miscarriage or something? Or she dies. Before the kid happens? Yep. Nah, I can't see that happening. I can. So Joe is now going to be a person who kills a pregnant lady. Double kill. No, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think that would turn off the entire audience. Hey, jumping the shark. How, I don't even think that's jumping the shark. <laughs> also, I, uh, I don't know. I'm jumping around here, but I don't care. Do you think Love killed her ex-husband? I think Ooh, she did. I think she did. I think she poisoned him. I think she did it because she wanted to have kids and he did not. Yeah. Uh, and think about it. She's cooking all the food. Yes. And I think she's going to try to poison Joe. Yeah. Remember when he was going to eat the muffin in the 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 box? He's She's like, what? You can't eat it? And then he she takes a bite out of it. And he's like, he makes the excuse, no, it's just hard to eat next to a dead body. <laughs> now, he don't trust her. They don't trust each other. It's, it's very, very messy. But like he said, a key point was he lied to her the way that Beck lied to him, saying, I love you. And that's how Beck got out. And that's how Joe got out, too. He right. lied to her and said, I love you. And that's how he's in the cushy position he's in right now. He's still alive. He's not in jail. All the murders are now washed from his like slate. I think he's back as Joe Goldberg now, too, right? Yeah. So he has a life he could live. But that miserable piece of shit, that crazy bastard, is going to fixate on some poor woman. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Out of all this season, though, I didn't think they were going to kill Candace. Yeah, that was pretty anticlimactic. But I mean, I guess they had a show that love can prove herself to Joe. Yeah. Oh, this is a totally different review from uh, our first <laughs> review of you. It was just us praising the show, like, nonstop. Well, it was new. It was exciting. It was, you know... Not that this wasn't. I still think it's a good season. And I thought I wasn't going to like this season. I did. I didn't like the ending. I really just wish already he would die or go to jail. And I just wish that he wouldn't keep stalking people. But I guess they're really trying to evolve Joe as a character. Like, and see, there's still stuff to say with his mom. His mom is still missing in this. Like, there's still some flashbacks that are going to explain a lot. So maybe a certain season is necessary. And Penn Badgley fucking leaked it anyway. I mean, they set it up perfectly anyway. But I think I... Would you rather them just not make a third season and just end it that he's just a creep still? Yeah, I'll be fine with that. See, I I, I was... I was... I At first, I hated the ending. Then I thought, okay, if they don't have a third season, that's open ending, and they just end it as, like, a perfect two seasons, you know? Right. But no, there's going to be a third season. And actually, we were stupid last time to say if we... 
it was already renewed by Lifetime to have a second season before it even aired. So we were debating if there was going to be a second season. It was already greenlit. I didn't know that. Oh, we were debating it. Joe killed Beck. <laughs> yeah, which I thought Beck was going to be alive. I was so sure on it. But they did use her in flashback formation to haunt him like a ghost. Yeah, I don't know. So what? Netflix and fucking Ghost. Because of Hannah Baker and fucking 13 Reasons Why it was a goddamn ghost. Never seen that show, never will. But hey, maybe maybe one day we'll review it. No. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a whole other topic I don't want to get into. But yeah, I guess we're both going to give this a spooky. Yeah, for now. You don't see. For, so you don't again. You don't seem sold. I, I. I mean, I like the season. I just know where the show is going to go, and I don't think it's going to be good next season. We're going to give you an advanced dookie for third season. All right. Because they're, they're just going to keep trying to top themselves, and like they said, they're going to jump the shark and do something so fucking ridiculous that I'm just like, I'm not watching the shit no more. Uh, well, I guess we're going to have to wait a year and see. Oh, I always hate waiting. For shows is going to be annoying cliffhangers are fucking annoying but oh well i guess maybe next year we'll review the third season probably this has been the spooky dookie podcast i'm mike i'm derek stay spooky and stay dookie